going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. It's a uh, warm 60 degrees out. Gotta love it. And we're back. I know we've taken a little bit of a hiatus, similar to the Zags. Uh, the A Few Too Many podcast was also dealing with some COVID-19 protocols. So uh, everyone stay safe out there, but we're happy to be back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Some Zags, some college football, some NFL talk. Uh, but let's just dive into it, boys. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Jake, Zane. Boys, how we doing? Thanks, Jay Page. This is Jake down in San Mateo for today's episode, and one of the few who have, has remained COVID-free. So, like to brag there. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to have a, a full six-team roster tonight. Boys, boys, great to see everyone again. It feels like it's been months since we've talked to each other feels like so much has happened in the sports world uh in our own lives congratulations jake on the engagement recently um congratulations to us for making it through covid protocols up to this point boys i'm happy to be here with you all happy to see your glowing faces uh except for zambies i'm still trying to find his face somewhere under that beard but for the rest of you good to see you Absolutely. Good to be back. And of course, as always, we're joined by a full intern crew tonight. Interns, how are we doing? What's going on, fellas? Intern Coop here. Definitely one of the uh, COVID victims, but we made it through it. We're healthier than ever and excited to be back and ready to uh, dive deep into some Zag talk. So let's go. What up? It is intern Zambi here. We have Baja currently sleeping at my feet. I am currently in COVID uh, protocols, tested positive yesterday. So I've been working from home and applying for jobs. Don't worry, didn't get fired, but ready for a great episode. Let's go. Well, Zami, that's a great place for uh, intern Dan to step in as uh, I'm a recruiter. I can help you get a job, Christopher. No, no solicitation, no solicitations on the show, Dan. Let's connect on LinkedIn after this. Uh, anyway, um, I am also a part of the COVID boys. The interns did well here. We all got COVID. Uh, we all have made it out. And Zambia, I hope you are doing better. And we saw the Zags play uh, after their little COVID, you know, hiatus as well. They didn't miss a beat. I would be shocked if that's what we get here. But let's see what happens. It's good to be back. And with that, let's jump in to the headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, your Gonzaga Bulldogs are back to number two in the AP poll. And by the time that you are listening to this, we could be on our way to number one, still a little dicey there with the Baylor showdown, but the boys looked good. We're number two. How are we feeling gentlemen? I know we were a little depressed maybe the last time we all actually came together and talked on this lovely program. I mean, I'm feeling great now because, you know, we've entered that sweet, sweet WCC play. If anything, the, COVID made us miss the most stressful game against USF, which I think we were all looking forward to, but nothing like good old Pepperdine to just really make you feel very confident about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great about the ranking. I love to see, love to see us back up in the, in, you know, potentially the top spot within the next 30 or so seconds here. It seems like the rankings this year are just stupid and make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Basically, really anyone who was on a COVID pause got a bump and anyone who continued to play got demoted in the rankings. Um, and so 
I, that, I, I guess it's good that we're ranked high. Always good to be ranked higher, but you know, I'm kind of, it's kind of just an afterthought for me this year with the rankings. Yeah. You love to see it. Uh, going back to that last episode, you know, it's crazy how things change over like three weeks or whatever it's been. Um, we're back on top. It looks like, and hopefully we're pushing for that top seed. Hey, with the, I mean, what is it? 20 seconds left in this game. It's very hard to do a podcast while watching a game out of the corner of your eye. I'm going to say, I, I think tech's going to beat Baylor. I, I think they're, Ooh. they're on their way. Um, so number one sounds pretty good boys, you know, regain that title. Wow. I got scolded for saying that they were going to win with two and a half minutes left. Now Jake. Oh, <laughs> nice. Gosh. Well, I think we also have to make note that this is at Baylor too. And that is a packed stadium. Seriously. Yeah. Bad, bad loss. I'd say this is not, not a great loss for Baylor. <clears throat> are, are either of these teams coming off protocols? Do we know? Not no. Baylor. I don't think so. Not in Texas, baby. Not in Texas. What is COVID? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh this is good radio. This is good radio. Thrilling. Tech takes down Baylor, baby. I feel like a Twitch At streamer Baylor. right now. What's Breaking up? news. Gonzaga Go. ranked number one. Is there, is, there, is there any argument that we shouldn't be ranked number one after this game? No. No. If we if we do our job this week, there's no way. Because third right now is UCLA. And, I mean, I think UCLA still remembers why we're ranked ahead of them. <laughs> do, we, then, do we remember but, my big old tangent about how we were ranked behind UCLA for, like, three days? And then yeah. we got bumped ahead of them? That was the stupidest week of, of the rankings ever. <laughs> it made no sense. Neither team played. And we just jumped them again. Yeah. yeah I, I think with uh, BYU, how they've had a semi-decent year, if we get the job done in a decent manner, no way we're not number one. I am going to disagree, and I still think Baylor's going to be number one. There's their oh, first loss man. of the year, top 20 opponent. We've got two. Didn't look great in one of them. I, I don't think they're going to get punished that hard, but – I Alabama was top 14 and it was technically neutral. Yeah. No, Dan, I think you're crazy, dude. You lose at home. It doesn't matter ranked or not. Like you go down. We lost to Duke in a great game when, when we were the top dog and we got punished. Do two neutral, like top 14 games losses equal one home loss. That that's up to the voters. We'll see. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not, I wouldn't be stunned if Baylor was still number one. The other, the other breaking news right here is there are no longer any undefeated teams in college basketball as of right now with the mighty fighting men of Troy at number five going down today. They knew jinx the Trojans so hard today. Like that was the, yeah, that was tough. Boys. I I just got to say that these Trojans, I mean, they're, they're not probably championship, but they're right there. They're dangerous. Zane's USC boner. Look, locations. look, boys, okay, I have been doubting USC all year, but for the past week, I've had the old man, Victor, in my ear talking to me about how good this team is, how different they are from last year, how much guys like Drew Peterson and Isaiah Mobley have stepped up. I finally bought in in the first five minutes. It took me five minutes of that Stanford game to buy in, and they just completely folded. Um but, you know, I, I still think USC is a dangerous team. Uh, I don't want anything to do with a team with that sort of length. 
Um, that being said, they're just not, they're not, they're not a national championship contender. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I mean, they lost arguably the best rookie, you know, in the entire NBA. That's, that's kind of tough to come back from, but dude, his brother has kind of stepped up. Isaiah is kind of like a real deal this year. Is he? Uh, shoot like he's shooting like 44% from three. I, I think we got to move on. We, we got held up on headline one here. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great start. Not a great start. We'll get, be, we'll get back to uh, talking our, our Gonzaga Bulldogs coming up here shortly, but moving on to the other Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs taking down the mighty Crimson Tide and taking money from all of us after I inspired the group to take the Alabama money line because Nick Saban is an underdog. What could happen? Well, Georgia, uh, Made us eat that one. That's for sure. Boy, yeah, they did. That was, um, that was, that was very. I mean, that was that was a great game at the beginning. I thought Alabama was going to win for sure just at the start of it without Bryce Young. I mean, you looked at uh, Stetson Bennett at the beginning of the game. You're like, he's not scoring. He's not going to score against Alabama. And then he just stepped up after that fumble. So, you know, sad for all the boys, minus me. You know, I didn't I didn't gamble on this one because um, that's why I don't we know. Lost. I just, Jake, you that is not you why weren't we in lost. with us. You weren't that, in with us. I, I was not in with you. Have what? you guys not noticed? I've, I'm I want my money back. wedding now. You know, I my money back. Gets engaged. Wow. I get you guys I get don't understand. I understand, Jake. I get it. I get, I get it. Two Dude. bets a week, and they're saved for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Thursdays and Saturdays. And Saturdays, baby. <laughs> we, we, no, more, uh, no more Sabonis prop bets, Jake? No, no more Sabonis prop bets, what? even though he's been killing it of late. But that's a different story. You can pay but, for your whole wedding if you have a good season, man. That's true. That's true. But I could also just have, like, two people invited. <laughs> I like yeah, those odds. Sleeping outside. <laughs> back, back to the Bama Georgia game, real quick. I'm curious to see your guys' takes on on what lost Alabama that game. Was it Bryce Young's play? Was it the coaching for Alabama? Was it the injury to the star wide receiver? What do you guys think? Or was it just Georgia being better? I thought Georgia just played better, honestly. I think good. injury. I mean, Bama I mean, lost when Jameson Williams went down. By the way, torn ACL after review. Jake, you you were qu- you were quick to diagnose that uh, after he went down. Like Alabama was already out there, number one receiver John Mechie. So then they got a bunch of you know stud five star guys that are going to be absolute monsters, but have no experience playing. So I think that just killed their passing attack. But Georgia, their defense looked so unbelievably fast, and. Uh, I think they just wanted it more. I mean, they they knew what happened in the SEC championship. Also lost money on that one because I bet on Georgia. So I went 0 for 2 in this matchup this year. Uh, and, yeah, but uh, congrats to the Dogs. Nice to see a Bulldog win a title in Lucas Oil Stadium because last time the Bulldogs played, I was there, and we did not win a title. Oh. Yeah. I'd have to agree with Dan. <clears throat> I think on both sides of the ball for both teams, all these players looked insanely fast. I'm just sitting on my futon, just like, what the hell is going on here? But I also agree with Paige. I think Georgia just wanted it more. And when they're salt in the wound, um, teams just go into a dif- different gear. Obviously, it doesn't help losing your star receiver. But I think in the end, they just wanted it more, and that showed in the fourth quarter. 
I thought this was kind of a weird game where it was decided on like four plays alone. Like nothing else in the game really mattered. I thought it was the injury to Alabama's receiver, the fumble by Stetson Bennett, which Jake was adamant was not a fumble, definitely a fumble. And then, okay, okay. it was before the replays. <laughs> and then the, the 50 yard touchdown pass and the interception. Georgia just had the better, the more effective of those like four big plays. I also thought that the backup receivers for Alabama have like terrible hands, terrible, terrible hands, because there were at least two like critical passes where Bryce Young put it on the money kind of, and they just like couldn't make the catch. And so I, I kind of, yeah, I guess that alludes to the injury. Cause if you have your, your studs in there, you, you make those plays and all, if it only takes four plays to win a game, especially like this one, then maybe that's the difference, but great to see Alabama lose. I, I, it felt wrong betting on them in the first place. Uh, we should have known not to bet against the Bulldogs. I don't think we'll make that mistake again. We learn, we grow from this situation. No doubt about it. Yeah. Hell game. Great way to uh, wind down the college football season. Although while we're talking about college football, we do need to talk about the uh, group bet on Montana state that did not end well also. So bad, bad weekend for the boys. Don't need uh, to talk about that one. No, the no. The boys no, were we just do. Venmoing me money just all week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Let's uh, let's let, let's hold on to our money here. Um, anyway, moving on though. Uh, now the college football season is over. We are all Turn of the page to next year. And with that, the transfer portal, absolutely going nuts. Zane, I know you had the, kind of some of that update for us here before we uh, jumped on the call. Yeah, well, as you may or may not know, I think this transfer portal thing, I, I tend to fall on the side that thinks it's just out of hand at this point a little bit. Um, following the championship game last night, Alabama has already had seven players announced that they are entering the transfer portal, which is uh, absurd from the team that was in the championship game. Um, but it's to be expected in a program that kind of just prides itself on, on its depth. Um, and so I, I guess I'm curious to get your guys' take on, on the transfer portal at this point. My opinion is first transfer should be, you don't have to sit out a year. Second transfer, you have to sit out a year. I mean, I think that's, because first time it's okay, maybe you know you have a situation, you need to go closer to home. It allows for a lot of exceptions. Two times in a row, unless it's a very specific circumstance, it's just the kid looking for more playing time, I think. And I don't think college sports is really designed for that. So, so Jake, with that being said, do you think Bolton should have to sit out this year? Because this is the second transfer. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think I would be. More com- well, but he played two years at Iowa State, right? Different for grad transfers too, right? Oh, grad transfers! You know, I love that. I think he's a senior. Is he? A I don't senior? think he's a grad transfer. God, um, looks like- I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm to play one, right? this year, but I would. I think it's better for the sport overall. I think he used his COVID like transfer exception. Yeah, the, the, the COVID transfer exception changes things a little bit. Yeah, I, but- I think something that should open the floodgates for the transfer portal, if your coach leaves, you get to say, hey, fuck it, I'm out of here. I think that that should be just a given, especially the way that we've seen coach the coaching carousel like just kind of expand over the past couple of years. But I also think the NIL thing is like a massive player in the transfer portal right now. We 
and, and this is kind of getting to the next topic, but Eastern Michigan, not even, not even a coach or the school, but like a former player offered former quarterback at Oklahoma, Caleb Williams, a million dollars to play for Eastern Michigan for just one season. There, where, where are there any sort of like boundaries or guardrails for that kind of shit? Cause because that could no, make things get right out of hand. <laughs> I think the NCAA just said it's like we're, you know, everyone's been saying we need to allow them to use name, image, and likeness, which I think we all agreed on. But then, you know, the, the people against it had a point where until there's more regulations around it, there, I mean, there's going to be abuses. But, you know, college sports will still be great. I'm not worried. Oh, and fuck Eastern Michigan because Caleb Williams is going to USC, baby. Is that yeah, official? We won't get any contracts there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have, seems, they have the for that. It seems all but official at this point. I mean, the guy was at the guy was front row at SoFi Stadium for the Rams <laughs> game on Sunday, and then at night he was center court of the Laker game. So, uh, oh my god! Well, there's thing. there's also the picture that was leaked of him like in a USC like football uniform, whether that is like a doctored photo or not. I don't know, but he looked fucking good. <laughs> that was a very blurry photo, but a very good looking blurry photo. <laughs> oh man. Is he going to win the Heisman this year? Like absolutely. Uh, who, who was the guy you guys were convinced was going to win the Heisman? Your last quarterback. Uh, we Lotus? said he was one of the favorites. Oh my God. Just, do you guys hear that sound? It's just backpedaling. That's all I hear. Oh, Jake, Jake, we can't we can't talk about Keaton Slovis on the same level as Caleb Williams. All right. Oh, okay. No, this guy, guys, this guy's different. This guy's a, a Heisman to the extreme. Well, the other thing to note on the Caleb Williams thing was our other quarterback that we were falling in love with that was going to be the next Heisman winner, Jackson Dart, has <laughs> done just that, darted on out of there. Who knows where he's going to go, but that's got to mean Caleb Williams is at SC, or else I don't know what their plan is going to be at quarterback next year. Yeah, I honestly thought you guys were talking about Dart the whole time. Totally forgot about Slovis. <laughs> yeah, Slovis is a thing of the past. Good luck, Pittsburgh. I hope <laughs> yeah. you like his fun ball where he just throws absolute ducks and my girlfriend can throw better than him. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey, anyone anyone that's seen her throws <laughs> probably knows. She's got a nice tight spiral. I thought she played soccer in college. Volleyball. She did not. She played volleyball. But she can she can sling the rock. I love Katie. I love. <laughs> anyway, are we done with the college football transfer portal news? Are we going to end it with a little uh, NFL recap? The final Monday of the season always uh, brings up some some bad times for uh, some coaches that uh, underperformed. Always known as Black Monday, and uh, not a great time for a couple coaches. Some big surprises, I think. Brian Flores getting out of Miami, stock, like very surprising to me. The guy, all he did was have a team that won seven straight games and finished over 500, and he's gone. Uh, but, Jake, I think we got to talk to you because Matt Nagy is finally out of your life. Yeah, I mean, Matt Nagy's gone, and he seems like a nice guy, but definitely you needed to get rid of him. Um, I bet he'll be very similar to, like, you know, Dan Quinn. Uh, not a great head coach, but he'll go be a great offensive coordinator on some team. You know, Dan Quinn was a defense coordinator, but 
the the, the parallel still goes. Um, very excited. Looks like we're now interviewing Brian Flores. Um, don't know if I'm more excited for that or the little Jim Harbaugh, you know, rumors floating up. Old Bears quarterback, you know, bring some, you know, Matt Nagy. He, it felt like he was trying to be a player's coach, but no players really liked him. Like, maybe we just need a dick like Jim Harbaugh. And if there's one thing that he showed coaching the Niners, he, he can win football games, so. Yeah, so with uh, coaching vacancies now, we got, what, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Chicago, the uh, Joe Judge gone as of today. That was yeah, a he did firing. a Black Tuesday. Very interesting strategy. Uh, Miami, who, what's the best opening? Panthers keeping their coach. Yeah, Matt Rule staying. Um, hmm, best opening. It's got to be Chicago just because you have Justin Fields. Right, I feel like he's at least the most promising quarterback of the. Yeah, of we don't bunch. have a first round pick though, which is tricky. Um, but it's I think all about yeah, the quarterback the history. Though. It's all about the quarterback in the NFL. I yeah. mean, has Justin Fields proven to be like the guy. Of all those other ones, I would say at <laughs> least he has a chance. Jake's face turned bright red. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think, at least I think Miami's the best job. I don't know. The Bears give you three years, pretty much. Like, they're pretty patient. And Miami, apparently, they totally love you Smith, um, Brian Flores, where it's winning record, and they're like, you didn't make the playoffs, gone. Which I think is pretty hypocritical coming from the Dolphins. They, they've also basically kicked Tua to the curb after, like, no time at all. Okay, well, Tua sucks. I'm, I'm on the Tua sucks train. I think if Miami either gets Deshaun Watson or they enter the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, I think that team's an automatic Super Bowl contender. Okay, if you if you're operating under the you know understanding that Aaron Rodgers is going to Miami, I don't think there's a question Miami's the best the best job. But I think as it stands right now, you can't just assume Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson's going to Miami. Dude, I think Aaron Rodgers should go to Pittsburgh way way more than Miami. Aaron Rodgers at Pittsburgh is terrifying. I don't think Miami is – I mean, okay, if you get an Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you're a contender. But who's on Miami's roster that makes that job so great? Cooper's thinking about the clubs and the yachts, okay? We all know exactly what's on Cooper's mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but don't, isn't their defense pretty top tier? I mean, I know it was a year ago. I don't know about this year. I mean, they're, they're a good team, but, like, do you know any – can you name, like, six Dolphins? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Uh the running back from UW. Tua, Tua. <laughs> All right. Xavier Howard. I mean, I, mean, I feel like the if you look at like uh, just talent. They're tight end. Gasicki. Gasicki, yeah. Yep, nice. Good. This is this is good. I, I feel like if they get someone like Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, they're at least a playoff team. Oh, for sure. And Deshaun Watson, like Miami's been a spot for him. I mean, I is Deshaun I Watson not getting arrested? Did that drop away? What happened? Shh, to that? Shh, shh, Jake, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen there? But I think I, I, I wouldn't at, want him as a franchise. If you just look at the talent, I think I, I feel like yeah, but maybe soda. we go beyond the talent for like. Just a decent human being. Okay, okay. I'm not. I'm not talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm talking about. I think Minnesota is a semi-attractive job. That is a team that has talent. You got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins is the problem. Some great defensive players. Kirk Cousins' contract is not fun. You got to figure that one out. What if they could like trade him for like Baker? 
What? Well, Kirk yeah. Cousins, Baker Mayfield trade. Oh fuck! Baker needs to go to Miami. That makes sense. Yeah. That yeah, would that be a match sense. made in heaven. <laughs> then that's the best job. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of what you guys have been talking about here. One, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going to strip clubs, nightclubs, hanging out at the beach in Miami. I just don't think that's his mantra. Um, I think one head coaching spot, though, that we haven't really talked about is the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater, I think that could be a a solid spot for a coach. But all the other ones, I'd stay away from Jacksonville with a 10-foot pole. I think the Bears are a good landing spot as well. But in regards to Minnesota as well, we all saw how that contract with Kirk Cousins worked out. So I think they might be a little bit hesitant to give Aaron a ton, let alone being their division foe for the past, what, 13 years or so. Um, That's just my two cents. Great great call on the Broncos, Andy. I I totally forgot that one. The Broncos are are pretty forgettable. Good uniforms. I have, a, I have a quick question for Zambi here. Uh, obviously, the Hawks season didn't go according to plan, and it looks like Pete is still around. Are you are you in favor of that, or what's kind of what's your two cents with you know where the Hawks are right now? Yeah, I think a a big part of the struggles that we had this year one obviously the Russell Wilson issue, and we all know that Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. Chris Carson neck injury. Just not super consistent. We had AP for a game. But what I've seen out of Rashad Penny, I think we offer him a one-year deal. Um, there was a stat that I saw on Twitter that he actually had, over the past five weeks, more yards after contact than Jonathan Taylor had in total. And so, I mean, we saw what he did at San Diego State. When we drafted him, I was super ecstatic. Um, obviously, the injuries kind of plagued him a little bit, but – Seeing Russ and Pete just get super fired up after um, him diving into the end zone, I think that the relationship's good, and I think everything's going to be status quo when we start next year. I think the Seahawks are dangerously close to entering like a purgatory situation where they're not going to get good anytime soon, and they're not going to be like terrible anytime soon either. Indiana Pacers of football. Or just kind of like a like Falcons like situation Ooh. also. Ooh. <laughs> That's not bad. Felt like Kyle George here. That <laughs> he knows. He knows. Rashad Mitchell Penny did have a nice uh, resurgence in the back half of this season. That's that. That's for sure. Uh, I think we're done with the NFL talk there, Jake. I do know that uh, we've got to make a quick mention about Rui being back in the NBA. So talk about Rui real quick. Oh, I mean, what's there to say? Rui, after missing thirty, the first 39 games of the season due to personal reasons, uh, made his return, I believe it was two days ago. It was against the – I think it was Hornets, maybe. I thought it no, was Magic. the Magic. me. Yes. we got that iconic video. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, great to see Kispert, Suggs, sick. and Rui all hugging after the game. Rui didn't do much. He's coming off the bench. You know, he's kind of working into his role. Also, Kuzma's is playing great basketball, even though he dresses like, I don't know, he's every character from American Horror Story. But, um, you know, glad to see Rui back. He had a huge poster today, so I think it's only a matter of time before he starts getting big minutes again. So 
just awesome to have two Zags on the same team who are getting meaningful minutes. Great Rui talk. Great to see him back. And I believe that concludes our headlines. Let's get back to talking Zags. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks for that segue, Dan. So now we're going to talk some Zags. And we got to start out with the uh, Gonzaga's recent win over Pepperdine, who at, at, at this point I think should just be called Gonzaga Jr. because they haven't won in, what what is it, boys? Keep me honest, 43 matches against us? Sounds right. Feels right. I think that sounds about right to me. Okay, well, I'm going with it. So it was 117 <laughs> to 83 romp of, of the waves. Uh, 30 point spread was covered easy. I mean, boys, did we see a better better stretch for the Zags in the, the opening two minutes of this game all season? No, absolutely not. And I would like even extend that opening two minutes the entire first half. Like that was just. It, it was almost perfect basketball. We were doing, we were hitting all of our threes. It felt like uh, Timmy was doing his thing down low again, playing confident, uh, getting fouled, converting some and ones. The defense was flying around the court. Uh, we were getting steals. Chet had that massive highlight alley-oop. Um, the phenomenal, phenomenal way to respond to, to a long COVID pause against a truly inferior foe in Pepperdine. I, you know, I, I was texting the boys, uh, you know, probably after the first five minutes, this is the worst Pepperdine team I've seen, uh, since I've watched Pepperdine basketball, just because of being a Gonzaga fan. Uh, Stacy Davis is rolling, is turning over in his grave, watching these clowns take the, take the court for the waves this year. It's, it's a pathetic showing down there. Yeah. Yeah. The waves were definitely missing Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards from last year. Um, I mean, great to see our, our front court of Chet, Drew, and Anton Watson all close to 20 points. I think they had 18, 18, and 19. Um, is there anything else we can really take away from this game, or should we just enjoy it as as the route that it was? I, I would throw in just the energy. Like, one of the things we've been missing uh, towards the end of the, of the non-conference schedule was, like, just a lack of energy and, and, and hustle and – and just this team feeling like they're like confident against Alabama. And then even kind of against Duke, it seemed like we lost that for a little bit. Um, that was not the case against Pepperdine. This team looked like a fine tuned, well-oiled machine out there. They actually looked like they were like very, very hungry to get back to playing basketball after the pause. So I, I, I don't care who you're playing. You know, Dan, Dan brought it up when I was talking shit about Pepperdine it's not, it's not about the opponent. It's about us. And I thought, you know, there were a lot of positive things that, that you can take away from that game. Um, and that's the last confident com- compliment I'm going to give Dan for the year. <laughs> oh boy, Dan, you got to wait like 355 days for the next compliment. Um, Paige interns, any, any other thoughts before we move on to the, the upcoming Thursday game? Yeah. I just have a uh, two quick notes. Um, <clears throat> one we see this every year, but it's always great to see it, um, how balanced our starting five is. And basically, we're passing the rock. Everyone's getting some love. Grand, this might affect Timmy's National Player of the Year. 
award just since we're killing these guys. He's not getting as many minutes and the stats correlate to that. But the other major thing is I think Anton Watson has found his groove for sure. Um, it was kind of, I couldn't watch the game. I'm in Seattle, so I'm blacked out and just had to watch highlights through Twitter, but liked what I saw in there and ready for uh, BYU. Love it. Coop, Dan Page. I just have a, I have a quick question for Zane. Zane, we nope, got, nope. you're allegedly a big Mel Gibson movie fan over the weekend. So if you were going to compare this game to one Mel Gibson movie, which one would it be and why? Oh God, I had, I had a very bad joke there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) This is, this is a a question that's going to set me up for something inappropriate because like all of Mel Gibson's movies are very historical and, and violent. Um, But that was pretty damn close to Apocalypto when the Aztecs were just straight up sacrificing people on the temples, we were doing the same thing to Pepperdine. The WCC brought Pepperdine to the top of the temple to just feed them to a hungry Gonzaga team. And we cut their heart out, tossed, cut their head off and tossed it down the temple steps while the rest of us Zag fans were cheering down below. That's that's, that'll be my comparison. I apologize if I offend any, um, you know, one for that, but that Cooper set me up for that. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, going back to what Zambi said real quick, uh, Anton Watson, the aggression, when he just gets the ball and just goes to the rim, I don't think you can really stop him. Like he's quick enough. He's strong enough. He just needs to stop thinking and just play that way because the, the Anton that we saw uh, is going to be pivotal for us to go where we want to be and update for the boys. I'm back all in on flights to new Orleans. I loved what I saw. I am a prisoner of the moment. We're back. We're going to the final four. I don't have any, any questions, any doubts. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Myself, I've booked flights to, to San Francisco for a sweet 16 elite eight. So, you know, not quite as high, but a lot cheaper flights there. So. True. I'm going to use miles for sure to go to New Orleans. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> Good call, Dan. Paige, anything on uh, on the ways before we move on to the Cougs? Yeah, I mean, just good to see them take care of business even after pause. I think we saw last year you know, how damaging that could be to teams, their uh, chemistry and their flow. They look great. Bring on the Cougs. Okay. We're moving on to Thursday's matchup against I would say probably the most hated foe of Gonzaga um, since St. Mary's has kind of dropped off in recent years. It's the BYU Cougars. They hold a 14-3 and record with losses to Utah Valley, Creighton, and Vanderbilt. Um, currently ranked 25th in Ken Palm ranking. So, you know, a pretty good matchup at Gonzaga. So we're favored to win heavily, 85% chance. Uh, Ken Palm gives us uh, with an 11-point spread. Boys, um, what's our biggest worry going into this game? Do, like, I, I'll put my hand up and say I'm not worried at all. Um, yeah, my, I guess <laughs> if I had, like, 
this is the same conversation we have every time we talk about like a slightly competitive WCC team. Are they going to shoot 50% from the three? Um, because otherwise it's like, I, I just don't like BYU just does not have the horses. Um, otherwise it's like the other concern would just be like, do we just play dumb? Do we just like, do, do we make mistakes that we otherwise aren't accustomed to? I, it, but that's just like the theme for any game against an inferior opponent. Are they going to play lights out and are we going to play super poorly? I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, I, I, Barcelo is a, is a fine, you know, college player. Uh, 45% from the three. Yeah. He's pretty close to 50. Capable, capable of, you know, absolutely lighting it up. Um, but he can't score 75 points by himself. So I I just don't know. I mean, where, where else are they going to find help? Caleb Lohner, Cooper's Cooper's favorite player in the WCC. I don't know. Nope. Nope. I took that back. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Coop quoted as wanting to get a beer with Caleb Lohner. Non alcoholic. Non alcoholic. We're PC here. Oduls. A couple of Oduls with the boys. <laughs> couple of Pepsi Zeros. <laughs> well, quick, quick question. They lost Baxter, right? He's out, right? It it appears so. Like he's only played six games. I think he's out yeah. for the year. He's a, it was a big part of that, their quick little run there. I think a lot of, they gained a lot of hype after beating Oregon, right? Like that was a big thing. And then Oregon went on to only score like, what was it? 15 points in the first half for the next three games. That was a little weird. So I think as long as we take care of business and we don't get too, is it, is it at BYU as well? No, it's at Gonzaga. Oh, we're chilling then. I, that's the, that's the scariest game. I think, you know, in the WCC schedule is at BYU. I think we'll be fine. I mean, um, unless they just absolutely light it up, but we'll be in front of the kennel. So, yeah. Right. The Marriott Center is crazy. It's like the only place in the world where like 19,000 completely sober people will just be <laughs> screaming at you. Lit. And they can be lit. High yeah, on life. Yeah. Amazing energy for no stimulants needed. I mean, you got to hand it to the Mormons. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. BYU has played a crap load of really close games this year. If you look at and I'm just getting that from a quick glance at their like ESPN schedule here, but the amount of games that they have played that have finished like within a single digit deficit is pretty remarkable. Um, and a lot of, a lot of against teams that are pretty bad. Uh, notable that they held what I think is like, oh, that's you, that's USF, that's South Florida, huh? I was thinking San Francisco right there. I was about to give them a little, little props for that game, but I quickly realized that made no sense. Um, kind of cool that they held a team to thirty nine points in a college basketball game, Division one level. Uh, I don't know. I'll South backpedal. Florida I'll backpedal out of that. Two forty seven. I have one thing that we got to talk about. Uh, real quick here, while we brought up his name, Mr. Caleb Loner, his quote today, everyone hates Gonzaga, so it'll be a lot of fun to play then. Well, Caleb, the kennel is going to be absolutely rocking. First game back after the break. I don't think Caleb Loner is going to have a ton of fun. I think we're going to uh, just absolutely take it to him. The fact that we finally get to play a conference opponent that isn't Pepperdine is going to be exciting. And uh, Caleb Loner is a wannabe Good player because he's not good, but he wants to be good. 
Oh, yeah. And you know those fans are going to be hungry because, one, they haven't seen a game in a while, and, two, they can't serve food in the kettle. So it's just going to be – thank you, Dan. We'll literally be hungry. That was nice, Jake. That was, that was good. That, Did Jake. you like that? I absolutely yeah. love that. We're yeah, going to be cheers. lean. No one's going to be sitting from, you know, a nacho coma or uh, – what, what's the carving station? Is that is that Zane's Pride and Joy? Now, this brings up a good question. What food will be missed most during this during this time of crisis in the kennel? I think popcorn it, chicken. Yeah, it's got to be the popcorn chicken. First yeah. half carving station. Second half dipping dots. Oh shit! Oh. Cooper's got the whole the whole <laughs> two course meal planned out. <laughs> That's how you do it? That's how you do it, fellas. Do you guys remember the Shemek dog? Those were always good. Oh, 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 oh. oh it, what was it? It's like a two foot log Polish dog. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does bring me to say the last BYU Gonzaga game I saw in the kennel in the student section, I did have a few too many. And getting down to the, the seats, <clears throat> I'd gotten a hot dog. It could have been a Shemek dog. I don't, I'm not too sure. But I'd, I'm a ketchup, mustard kind of guy, and I was holding some other beverages, so I'm like, okay, I'll just put my hot dog in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Logically, logically. And I was wearing, like, these, like, bright pink, super fratty shorts, and then I reached to grab my hot dog, and there's just ketchup and mustard everywhere, so. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The hot dog has a special... (laughs) special place in my heart how many many you still ate that hot dog oh yeah totally 100 percent ate that hot dog comment comment on the popcorn chicken if you get that before the game you need to finish that shit before zombie nation starts because i'll never forget when when you're stomping up and down that popcorn is just splattering everywhere i'll never forget when mitch penny had a big old thing of ranch and it just got all over the back of his pants the popcorn chicken pops off during Zombie Nation. Dude, the, the sauces go everywhere. That was always a big concern, uh, being in the front row, just in case there's some sauce that's spilled on the court. You know what I mean? Oh, nope, no kennel board bullshit here. <laughs> Dan didn't want his perfectly orchestrated kennel board outfit to get spilled on. I remember Dan went up and down every aisle and made sure people put their sauce away before they started Zombie Nation. Yep, got to protect the court, baby. Can't get lost in the sauce. Okay, okay. Um, okay, next question for this. Uh, which Zag are we looking forward to to have a big game uh, Thursday? Uh, anyway. I, I'll, take the, I'll take the wheel on this one first. I'm, I'm kind of expecting a big game from Strother. I feel like we haven't heard his name in a while. So I'd like to see him go off, maybe hit three or four threes and uh, some pull-up jumpers maybe. I don't know. But yeah, give me give me a twenty point game from Strother. Ooh, I love it, Coop. Um, Paige, who 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 would you like to see pop off in this game against the Cougs? I'd love to see a great performance from Andrew Nemhard. I think his game since the UCLA has just been a little up and down. I mean, I think it, it's really hard to explain. You know, I think sometimes he tries to do a little too much with passing. I think. At times, it looks like he's a little out of sync with Timmy in the pick and roll. So that's all stuff you can work on in practice. I'm hoping that he puts it together because he's going to be big. He'll be matched up against Barcello. Barcello. And uh, <laughs> and I just – I hope he has a good game. I mean, I think he's due. 
Yeah, yeah, he did have a pretty good game against um, Pepperdine. He, he kind of deferred a lot, but it would be nice to see him have a good game against a, a better opponent. Um, let's see, moving down on the screen, uh, Zane, who, who would you like to see? So I'm, I'm eyeballing the big men in this game for the simple fact that BYU doesn't have any big men. They have one center on their roster at 6'11", uh, and then after that, it drop the height really drops off. They don't have a single player taller than six ten. What's what's Loner listed at? Loner is listed at six eight, but six looks, nine with the curls looks a lot bigger than six eight. If you because that was the first thing I thought of, I was like, all right, he's their guy. But so I mean, if they don't have too many big guys, I mean, we saw that worked out for Texas at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's what are you, you going to go small against this team and then have Timmy put up 35 against you? I don't know if that's a recipe for success. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I guess, Timmy having a big game here. I love that. I, I think he's going to get back to his uh, stellar form. He's going for 25 plus. I like it. I think Timmy needs a big game too, to get back in the kind of, he probably won't be player of the year this year, just because Chet is that good. And Watson's that good, and we shared the ball so much. But it, he definitely has dropped out of the national narrative. It'd be great to get him back in there. Um, let's see. We've done. Uh, let's go, Zambi. Who, who, who do you want to see have a big game? Yeah, so originally I was going to say Nimhard. That got taken. Then Timmy got taken. Uh, <clears throat> going to be kind of bold here. I think I want to see Ben Gregg get some extra minutes and um, just kind of enforce his little he's is he technically a freshman still or is he a sophomore now he's a freshman enforce his little freshman will on these BYU Cougars and I don't think he had a chance to play them last year so I think he'll come out fired up and hopefully ball out get to see some tweets from his dad on Twitter and yeah. Love it. Sometimes to take down a cougar, you need a vanilla gorilla. Um, let's see. Okay, Dan, I think that leaves you. Oh, this is fun. Um, <laughs> I was going to go Nemhard uh, at the beginning, and Paige hit the nail on the head, the fact that he's going to take the challenge of dealing with Mr. Marcello. Um, I think he's going to have a huge game. But, I mean – Let's go with Shira Bolton. Let's go Bolton. He's uh, still kind of getting used to the WCC competition. Um, obviously, he's got big-time athleticism that I don't think BYU is capable of. So I think we're going to see, uh, you know, Bolton just slicing and dicing his way. Just watching him in the open court is fascinating. He looks like he belongs on the Georgia defense with how fast he is. So uh, I want to see some transition buckets. And one other thing that I just thought of, too, our tempo that we played with against Pepperdine. I want to see that all the time. We can run out the gym. We can run anybody out of the gym. Let's just keep that up. And uh, Bolton's going to be a huge, a huge part of that. Yeah. Pepperdine's strategy of playing fast was mind-boggling. <laughs> like, they would finally get a tough basket and we would just already scored before they got back down. Um, I'm glad you guys left me Hunter Salas because I'm, I really want him to build off what he had a great game against Pepperdine. Great game against uh, what is it, North Alabama, Northern Alabama, whatever it is. I would love to see him put together another great game against an 
a, a top, you know, 25, top 30 opponent. Oh, Zane brings up a good point. Uh, now that we all talked about which players we're excited for, we got to have the Koopy meter on this game. So I'll pass it over to Koop. What's our current ESPN? Chances? ESPN ESPN has us at a 91.9% chance to win. This Damn, game. that's um, low. Ken that's a, that's a season 15%. low. I'm going to go... 96.9% we win this game. Oh. Rationale? Uh, just really like that number. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's why he's paid the big bucks. Sports science, baby. Okay, okay. I think that closes it for, uh, for this week in Zag Talk. Looking forward to this game. I, I think we're going to crush the Cougars, so... Let's hopefully pass that energy to the Zags. Um, podcast off COVID pause. Zags off COVID pause. Everything's just lining up nicely. Do we want to do quick score prediction, or are we going to leave that in 2021? No, I think you're right. I totally forgot about the score prediction. So, Dan, lead us off. What do you think the score is going to be? 86-72, go Bulldogs. Oh, <laughs> he was ready. He was ready for that one. Oh, man. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, Zane, you go next. Usually I, like, look at the other team's score and, like, pick the average total that they have. BYU has been all over the fucking place this year. Um, I'm going to go – oh, gosh. I'm going to go 89 to 71. Okay, okay. I I assume Bulldogs. Also, give me your your leading score. My leading score? Oh, it's gonna be Drew Timmy with twenty five okay. plus. There it is, twenty five plus. Okay, twenty five plus. Nice. Based, um, based on my rationale, Razier Bolton leading scorer. How many points? Nineteen. Nineteen. Is, okay. Quick, so quick, out. quick inter- intervention here. Is Razier Bolton the most consistent player on our team? Yes, I think so. I feel like I mean, he just like silently logs like 15 points per game. What what is he average? I'm curious. In minutes per game or points per game? Points per game. Uh, I'm on Ken Palm, so they don't have points per game. But he does shoot 43% from the three, which is huge for us. I mean, I feel like if you just think about his game, he's either getting to the rim and he's faster than everybody or he has an open three. So he gets good looks too. True. You can't take that away from him. He definitely definitely makes big shots when we need them. Um, okay, Paige, what's your score prediction for this game? I'm going to go 85-73. Leading score, Julian Strother. With how many points? 24. Ooh, love it. Uh, Rasir Bolden averages 11 points a, a game. Sounds 11? Right. That's 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 actually perfect for, for what we need from him. Yeah. Okay, going down the line, uh, I think that takes us to Zambi. Zambi, who, what, what's the score for this game? I'm going to say 82-60. Leading scorer, Ben Gregg. No, not actually. I think it's going to be Timmy. 
with 24. Okay, I like it. We got two Timmy votes, so maybe it's the return of the stash. Uh, I think that leads us to Cooper. Uh, as far as the score prediction goes, I think if we play at our pace, which I think we will, um, it'll be high scoring, so I'll go 89 to 73. Um, with their leading scorer, got to stick with my guy Strother here. I think he puts up 23 three-pointers, three a couple and-ones maybe. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Um, and I think that leaves me. I think I'm going to go with the blowout. I think we win 95-75. And just because we haven't shown him, shown him any love, I think Chet's leading scorer, 23 points with six blocks. How many rebounds? Ten? He'll have nine. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, he was very close to the double-double, <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> Got to keep it realistic, right? Yeah. Anyone else hate that this game starts at 8 p.m.? On Thursday. It starts at eight. Yeah. Eight p.m. If we, were, if we were all seniors, we'd be going to Star Bar afterwards, but not the case. I will be on an Alaska flight and not being able to watch, so not thrilled about that. Not a true Where fan. Flying to Dan? not a true fan. Pay for I've Wi-Fi. Got, I've got a wedding to go to in California. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, and with that, I'll pass it on to is it Cooper, I believe, who's leading our NFL segment of the week. I believe you are correct, Jake. Well, with that in mind, as everyone knows, we have the NFL playoffs starting this weekend. We have some exciting games, some interesting matchups. But before we dive into that, I feel like we have to talk about Sunday's Raiders-Chargers game that transpired. Uh, Paige. We all know that you're our Chargers fan. What happened? What went down? Give us your breakdown. Well, we'll, we'll use fan as a loose term. Um, <laughs> again, it's it's like, you know, you're seeing an X again, and it's just – it's back and forth. It's it's tough. But um, I don't know. It, the whole game was kind of weird, and I think it was – I don't know. There's a lot of hype on social media about the whole – uh, if they tie, they both make it kind of thing. Um, and then you kind of saw how the game played out. I mean, Herbert, gee, many crickets. What a stud. Um, that guy is special. This Banos family doesn't deserve to have a quarterback like that. I think this game made me more mad because I realized how special Justin Herbert is and how he's not going to be a San Diego Charger. So they kind of pissed me off. And honestly, seeing them lose made me laugh, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But um, I think the, the biggest point of contention was at the end of the game when the Raiders were just kind of running the ball at the middle of the field and the clock was winding down. And everyone, it was kind of like a weird, like Spider-Man me moment where it's like, are we, are we doing this? What's going on here? You know, kind of looking at each other like that. It felt like they were running out the clock. And the Chargers big bad head coach who loves to go for it on fourth down uh, calls a timeout with about whatever it was, a minute left. And so there have been quotes from players saying, yeah, we were going to kneel it. Yeah, we were just going to run it out. Whatever it was, Derek Carr saying it changed their game plan, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. You look at it from a couple of different ways, right? Like on one hand, they're rivals. So why would the Raiders do them any favors? Uh, but on the other hand, you know, 
from the coach Staley's, the, the Chargers head coach perspective, like I understand being competitive and playing for a win or a loss, but this is a results driven league and coaches have been fired for less than that decision to basically hold your team out of the playoffs. So I don't know. That's just kind of like what I've been digesting. And for some reason, it's still fucking talked about all over San Diego. It's bullshit. Get it off the radio. I'm tired of the fucking L.A. Chargers. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Sorry. It just it gets me riled up. It's a, it's officially Padre season for Paige. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, that's even worse. That's, that's even on. worse. Come we on. gave Paige an opportunity before the game started. I said, do you want – are you a Chargers fan? If you are, declare now. And he said no. I denied. So he oh. he's not a fan. This is not his loss to bear. Just if LA stealing enjoy, his team is what he has to bear. It aged like fine, fine wine on that late Sunday evening. Let me just tell you. Well, with that, you know, in mind, there's no need to get too hung up on this and vent. So let's move into these matchups, fellas. We'll just kind of go in order here. Uh, Saturday, we got at 1.30, we got the Raiders and Bengals. And I guess we'll just kind of round robin this and give, you know, just some quick predictions. Uh, so, yeah, Zane, give me your thoughts on this game. Who do you got? I'll make this quick. Bengals are going to run away with this. It's going to be an easy win. The Raiders are going to be exhausted after that game. Uh, I loved what I saw from Derek Carr in that game, but Bengals are on a heater right now. I'm rolling with the hot team. Didn't the Bengals just lose to the Browns? But they were on a that – was, that was a throwaway game, Jake. Joe Burrow didn't play. Come yeah. on, now. come on, Jake. Oh. Have some. I wasn't paying attention. Have some pride. We're not on island time anymore, Jake. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Go on, island boy. Island boy. <laughs> Zambi, who do you got <clears throat> for uh, Bengals Raiders? Yeah, I'm Ryan with uh, Big Game Joe. I think the Bengals, um, him and Jamar Chase, are just an inc- incredible duo. They also have Boyd. And I, I just can't trust the Raiders at all, especially after what they did to Jay Page's uh, Chargers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm thinking Joey B. Dan? I'm going to be a Bengal boy as well. I think uh, Joe Burrow, as long as he's healthy, don't forget, he got hurt at the end of that Chiefs game. I don't know, how, I don't know if he is 100%, if he's close to 100%. Bengals are going to win. I think it might be kind of close, though. I think the Raiders will uh, keep it close, but the Bengals are going to move on. Nice. Jake, who do you got? Um, You know, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. I think they're going to just get a little bit of a magic run going. I don't think they make it to the next round after this, but I think they just they kind of believe the all the tragedies and kind of Bad events that have happened this year have really pulled the team together, and I, I think they have one more win in the tank. Nice. And then Paige? Give me the Bengals. I'm all in on Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the whole squad. Love it. Join me, Coop. I, I think I am. I think I'm, um, you know, riding with the Raiders here. Uh, I think – you know, coming off the hot hand. I really like Derek Carr. I really like what he's done this year. This team has kind of has faced a lot of adversity off the field. Um, and I just think the Bengals are a year out from, like, really being that team. You know, a lot of new faces. So, yeah, give me the Raiders in this one. Uh, but moving on, Saturday night, we got the Patriots-Bills. 
Um, we'll we'll snake this puppy. I'll start us out. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go a little upset route here. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Uh, Belichick in the playoffs doesn't miss. Um, I think the Bills have been too inconsistent. So yeah, give me the Patriots here. Paige, what about you? Which game are we doing? Patriots Bills. Um, that's a close one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bills here. It's at the Bills, right? Yeah, it's in Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills here. Into my analysis. <laughs> um, I'm agreeing with Coop again. I think uh, Patriots. I think Belichick um, has a rented apartment in all the Bills fans' mind with uh, just how dominant they've been. I think he's had you know, plenty of time to prepare for this matchup because it, it felt like they, because even whoever won that, um, however last week shook up, they were going to play each other regardless, it looked like. So he's had a lot of time to prepare. And, I mean, never bet, bet against Bill Belichick is, is my thought. Like it. Zambi? Sorry, my Instagram was going off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I agree. I think you don't bet it against Belichick. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's good, but I don't think the year he's had really will correlate to this game. But I'm hoping for a snow game, so we'll see what happens. And I'm not going to say it, but go that one, team. Nice, nice. Dan, what about you? I am all in on the Bills in this game. Uh, if you remember back to that Monday night thriller in the snow or whatever that weather was, uh, Mac Jones threw the ball three times and the Patriots won. He's going to have to throw the ball more than three times. The Bills are going to be ready for it, and Josh Allen is the best player on the field. Bills will be moving on in front of a raucous Bills mafia. Like it. Zane, close us out. Uh, easy pick for me. It's going to be the Bills. Not betting against Belichick. Get it, betting against Matt Jones here. I don't see him getting it done. Too young, too dumb. Josh Allen, baby. All right. Looks like that's what? Three? Is it three, three? Trey, Trey. All right. That's a close one, boys. All right. Well, moving on to Sunday to kick things off, we have the Eagles and Bucks. Um, Zane, you're a leadoff man. Who do you got? Got gotta be the easiest pick, honestly. Other well, I guess there's easier, but Brady ain't losing in the wild card to the Eagles. And and now nah, this is easy. Lock it in, Bucks. Yeah, I mean, is is anyone taking the Eagles here? No. You're kind of our resident underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I love underdogs. I'm not touching this Eagles one. I mean. Unless they put, unless they start Gardner Minshew, I'm not taking the. Eagles. How about this? How about this? Is anyone taking the Eagles to cover the 8.5 spread though? Eight I'd and a half points is a that. lot. That's a big I, spread. I, I think they cover that in a playoff game. Wasn't the Washington Bucks game like really close? Wasn't that like a three point game or something last year? It was close. It was at Washington. No crowd. Weird environment. Yeah. I think, and also Washington had that D line that could get to Brady. The Eagles do not. I mean, Eagles are good up front, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Brady, it's the Bucks. 
I've been also, watching Kim- the Tom Brady documentary on ESPN Plus. Highly recommend, by the way. Huge Brady guy now. Can we say how cool it was for Tom Brady to refuse to be subbed out of the game last week so he could get um, Gronk his paycheck? That was, I mean, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but that was pretty awesome. One one has to think he would have done the same for Antonio Brown had he been there. <laughs> um, well, yeah, looks like we're all taking the bucks here. Um, but moving on to Sunday afternoon, we have the boys and the Niners. Um, yeah. Jake, I'll, I'll start with you. Who do you like here? Uh, you're not going to like it, Coop, but I like the Niners here. Um, I think I think the Niners or the, the Cowboys have, have a great team. Uh, I don't think you'll be able to stop the Niners run game. I think Nick Bosa kind of terrorizes Dak a lot. And I think Debo is just such a such a good player. He's just a difference maker that I, I'm giving it to the Niners. You can't see this through your speakers at home, but Izzy has a knife to Jake's throat right now. <laughs> now she's busy watching the Warriors lose right now. I can hear the screen, so we're good. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go, Paige. Who do you got? Oh, kills me to say this. I'm gonna go Cowboys here. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the Niners this season. I'm not gonna lie. If you guys couldn't tell by my performance in the pick'em. Um, just feels what right. helps when you submit the picks. Just feels right. Give me the Cowboys. Love it, Zambi. <clears throat> Similar to J Page, it hurts me to say it, but I think I'm going with the Niners. Uh, I think Jimmy G's going to go off, and I honestly just don't trust this uh, Cowboys team, and. It'd fall in line with their uh, NFC West rival. I'm, I'm not a betting man. I'm not going to actually pay money on this, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, who do you got? This is with, I think the best game of the weekend right here. Um, I think I'm going with your, Dallas Cowboys, Cooper. I just don't know if I can trust Jimmy G. I think uh, it's going to come down to a Micah Parsons or Trayvon Diggs play for the Dallas D to win it and move on. I like it. Zane, where's your head at? Oh, this is tough for me. This is a tough pick for me. I, yeah, I think I got to go with the 49ers here. I don't know. I don't like have a great reason. I feel like they're playing, they're playing pretty good towards the down the stretch here. I think they've won four out of their last five. Um, a couple of those games being to some, you know, I guess the Rams, they beat the Rams. The Rams are sometimes a good team. Um, <laughs> the Bengals, they beat the Bengals. Like I, I just don't, it's more of, I don't trust like I, I trust the Niners just a little bit more then I trust the Cowboys. I feel like the Cowboys are just slightly more prone to like just not being able to score for some reason. Uh, and I don't know. I just, but I'm, I'm with Dan. I think this is by far the closest game. Um, also with Zambia, I won't be betting on this game because I have no idea what to expect, but I just, for some reason, I lean Niners here. Fair enough. Well, I will close this out with this one. Obviously I'm going to take the Cowboys. <laughs> but I feel like this game is kind of a coin flip game. Um, 
the Cowboys have looked very inconsistent as of late, and they've looked very good against shitty teams and very average against playoff teams. So, yeah, I think this game comes down to Dak, and if he plays, you know, to what he's being paid, then I think we win this game. Um, but if not, and the defense is forced to make plays, then I like the Niners, but um, we'll find out Sunday afternoon. The, quick on. question real quick on this. If the Cowboys win, depending on what happens in the other NFC games, do the Cowboys go to Green Bay? Do we get McCarthy versus Rodgers and the Packers? Um, There's the a chance, Bucks. right? It just depends on how it shakes out. I think if, we would play the Bucks. Yeah, because, yeah, the Cowboys are the – are they the two or three seed? We are the three seed. Three no. seed, yeah. Oh, so the, yeah, two or three the Rams are the four. Okay. Yep. So if it shakes out like it should, then Bucks would play Cowboys, Rams would play Packers. But if the Cardinals upset the Rams, then the Cowboys would play. No, no, I don't no wait. Think so I don't think there's any way the Cowboys play the Packers. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Scratch all this. Delete, delete, yeah, move on. Control, control, I'll delete this one. <laughs> yeah, we uh, definitely have that ability. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, primetime game, which is kind of a shitty one. Uh, Steelers Chiefs, I guess, you know, the Big Ben storyline, you know, kind of his last ride. But I don't know, similar to the, the Bucks Eagles, does anyone think the, the Steelers have any shot in hell winning this game? I'd love to see it. it. I'd love to see it. It's not going to happen, though. I'm taking the Steelers on this one. Oh, I think they're going to win it. I mean, elevator, thirty-second elevator pitch on why the Steelers are going to win this game. TJ Watt, three sacks, one forced turnover. Ben Roethlisberger just just squeezes out that last bit of football greatness, puts it all in on this Chiefs game. Then they're just going to get blown out in the next game because they'll have nothing left. Najee Harris is a great running back. Chiefs have kind of been inconsistent. Um, I mean, they've been picking it up of late, but. I'm taking the Steelers. Oof. All right. I, I are just, you are you betting on that game? Are you confident <laughs> enough to put is that money? one of your two Izzy approved bets, Jake? <laughs> um, do, do the Zags play Saturday? Do we only have one game this week? Uh, we have two. We play Saturday. I don't know who though. Um, I mean, if we cover the BYU spread, then yeah, sure, sure. I'll throw the. Throwing on the Steelers. I think Moneyline Steelers would be great value. I think just Steelers to cover 12 and a half points is phenomenal. That is 12 and a half. 12 and a half? Yes. God damn. As long as Dan doesn't bet on this game, I'll go in. There you go. That's (laughs) that's the play of the weekend, it sounds like. Um, Any other closing thoughts on this game from anyone? Um, I think it's going to be Big Ben's retirement party. Yeah. I mean, yep. a win or a loss. <laughs> that, that means a loss. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a win and an injury. Who it knows? depends who you ask. That, that could be a win for, you know, Steelers fans as well. Long run win. All right. Well, moving on to... Monday night, we have our – I think this will be our first ever Monday night playoff game. We have uh, Cards-Rams, um, which, you know, should be a really good game on paper. Uh, we'll start with um, Paige here. Who are you going with? 
This is a weird matchup. <sighs> I think out of spite, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, even though I don't trust them a little bit. Because there ain't no Dodge 11 over here. No chance. Now I love it is Dodger Lovin. We have uh, – it looks like Zane might have, you know, something up. Is D-Hop back or is he still injured? Are you well, asking – I know he's, he's injured. <laughs> looking at these lines or you know these lines off the top of your head, I figure you're looking at some kind of I, – I, I'm just looking at the lines, Coop. I, I, the injury right, thing well, is way beyond my, my scope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still injured. Uh, yeah, he's had knee surgery. Expected to miss rest of regular season. Oh, that's regular season. Um, is there any more recent articles? I think what I saw was that he would only be able to come back for like an NFC championship or a Super Bowl. Okay, so he's more than likely out. Oof. I believe so. Yes. That does hurt. Are you sticking with sticking with the cards page? Absolutely. Right in Calumary. <laughs> That's a spite pick. That's a spite pick. <laughs> oh, nope. I trust Kyler. Oh, I thought you meant Higgins. I was very confused. And I trust Kyler Higgins, too. We all trust Kyler Higgins. Jamie, who are you taking in this matchup? Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> uh, yeah, based off the Cardinals' performance last week, I think they're going to come out hungry. And so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. But, um, I mean, I think it's a toss-up game because, you know, Aaron Donald can just completely upheave any game that he's in. So a soft Cardinals for me. Nice. Um, Jake, who are you taking? Um, well, I think these, these two teams are, like, the most inconsistent teams with the highest ceilings each, like, when each teams are playing their best, like they are Super Bowl contenders, except they're super inconsistent. So I don't think either of them are advancing far. I'm going to take the Rams just because the Cardinals seem to have been like, let's just play our best football in the first six weeks and then just kind of say, fuck it. And um, I, I agree with Zambi. I think Aaron Donald uh, gets to Kyler Murray. And I think. Stafford kind of has one bad game, then one amazing game. I think this is an amazing game. Saying Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, 150 yards. I like it. Dan, where are you going with this one? I am going with the Rams. I'm going with Sean McVay. Um, Jared Goff held Sean McVay back in the playoffs in the previous years. Now he's got a weapon to unleash Granted, Stafford is very inconsistent and could totally lose them the game, but I think that the Rams will win. It's not going to matter, though, because the winner of this game is going to probably go get shellacked at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field next week. I like that. Um, I will uh, I'll take it before I turn it over to our fair weather Rams fan. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go. I'll go with the Rams here. I like McVay. He's been in the playoffs before. You know, it's how to win playoff games. I just think the cards are too young, too inexperienced, don't have a playoff coaching staff. So, yeah, give me the Rams in this one. But, yeah, you know, let's turn it over to our, uh, you know, some would say Rams fan. Zane, give us your breakdown. Yeah, as a lifelong Rams fan for the past four years, 
I can <laughs> confidently tell you the Rams will win this game. They will cover the four point spread. Um, the The Cardinals just don't have the horses in this in this battle with us. Um, they're not going to be able to cover the Rams receivers. Just too many weapons on offense. Um, our defensive line is just too talented, too quick, too big, too strong. Kyler Murray, too small. Helmet's too big. He's got no chance in this game against us. Um, it, to me, this is going to be a kind of a boring Monday night game. However, Jake is 100% right. Both of, either of these teams could be could win the Super Bowl if they just decided to play to their to their you know potential. They just don't. Um, I would love to see Matthew Stafford back in the Midwest at the frozen tundra. I actually think that 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 game would be pretty good. I think the Rams would not just, I don't think they would get destroyed by the Packers. And I think, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing some tough, some tough uh, SoCal kids up there that aren't actually from SoCal. You got Cooper cup from the, the frozen tundra of Eastern Washington. Um, Odell spent some time in Cleveland Stafford with the lions. <laughs> so, so this team, you know, th- these aren't a bunch of little sissy boys. Uh, I, I like, I like the Rams winning here. And then, you know, I'm going to go ahead and foreshadow it. They're going to upset the Packers the next week. And I, and I'm going to stick yeah, to that pick next two, week as we well. Two on our hands. Yeah. Wow. I'm giving you a two for the Rams. are going to win both of those games. I would love for you to be right Zane, but there's just no way. Aaron Rodgers is too big of a dick. <laughs> That's coming from the, the fucking bears fan where he has to call Aaron Rodgers daddy. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's very frustrating, but yeah. I'm so excited for him to just leave the division. It's the only way we can win. What if, what if he goes to the Bears? <laughs> Again, I will not root for him. I will root for our punters, and I will root for our running backs. But I, any that? passing touchdown, I will just turn my back to the television. No way. You'll you won't. So happy. You'll love him. You'll 100%. get a Rodgers jersey. I guarantee you. Not. I will proudly wear my Jay Cutler jersey and <laughs> either of my Mitch Trubisky jerseys. But I would never wear a Bears Aaron Rodgers jersey. You don't need that. And then he's dead quickly. Rodgers would win you a Super Bowl, and you'd immediately. I would. I would wagon. spit on it. Puh. Don't want it. <laughs> He'd win us four. Puh, puh, puh. The first championship any team that Jake roots for would be an Aaron Rodgers-led Bears team. <laughs> nope, no. Yeah, that's like, uh, it's like when you make a deal with the devil and, like, he just finds a way to twist it so it's just worthless and you don't want it. That's what Aaron Rodgers to the Bears would be like. Oh. Well, I want to end this on a better note. <laughs> I think that uh, that concludes um, our playoff talk. We'll see what happens this weekend. But, uh, Paige, I'll uh, turn it over to you for our closing thoughts. Yeah, well... Great episode, boys. Uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say we're excited to be back. Uh, Just a little bit of a hurdle on the road. We got over it. Um, That being said, go Zags. Boys, any final thoughts? Go Zags, fuck the Cougs. (laughs) Fuck the BYU Cougars, not the Wazoo Cougs. But (laughs) one (laughs) one closing thought. Did you guys see that video of uh, Stetson Bennett on the Good Morning America show just looking absolutely hammered? Oh, oh yeah. I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. It's like, that's brutal to put that guy through that. And 
<clears throat> you know when someone kind of has that like drunk little like smirk? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it before, Zambi. Never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just brutal. Let the guy get some sleep. But other than that, go Zags. And yeah, fuck the BYU Cougars. Yep, looking forward to being ranked uh, number one come Monday. Okay. I sure hope Caleb Loner has fun playing Gonzaga on Thursday. That's all I got to say. Uh, I, for one, love Cougars of all varieties besides the BYU one. So go Zags and go boys. <laughs> nice.